Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Journey Through Sonship podcast. I am Calvin Calhoun, Jr. And today I want to talk to you about curses, ignorance, and intent. Curses, ignorance, and intent. Now, let me tell you something. I know a lot of us have heard the phrase, ignorance is bliss. And we and, and the thought and the, the motivation behind that is that what I don't know can't hurt me. But the Bible is absolutely saying the complete opposite. What you don't know can absolutely hurt you. If not also, it can kill you. It can actually bring a curse or it can actually perpetuate a curse in your family heritage and your lineage and your bloodline if you want to choose to be ignorant. Okay, now listen to me. Let's take a look at this scripture right here. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 2. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. I want to read this small little passage of scripture. Verse number 10, it says, To whom you forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgave anything to whom I forgave it, for your sakes forgave I it in the person of Christ. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, Watch, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Paul says to the church at Corinth that the sons of God should not be ignorant to the devices of Satan. Okay? And curses is one of those devices. Okay? Curses is one of those devices. Let's turn over to Deuteronomy chapter 5. And we're going to start reading at verse number 6. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse number 6. I know many of you might be saying, oh, there ain't no such thing as curses. I'm in Christ. There's no curse in my bloodline. Okay, we're, we're going we are about to find out whether that's true or not. Okay? Let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse number 6. It says, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the waters beneath the earth thou shalt not bow down thyself unto them okay nor serve them for i the lord thy god is a jealous god visiting please listen to the word of the lord visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and the fourth generation of them that hate me and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. So listen here. Listen to me. Because I know everybody wants to go back for the culture. Everybody wants to go back for the ancestors. Listen to me. Look what the Bible says. It says that the that God will visit the iniquity of the fathers upon the third and the fourth generation. We're talking about your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren for the sins of the father. Now, many of these grandchildren or great-grandchildren don't understand why they're doing certain things. They have no clue why these, these things are happening in their lives. 
and they don't know why this this thing is just in them. They just have a propensity to do these things. And that's because there was a curse set by the sin of the father. And God is punishing them even unto the great-grandchildren, to the third and the fourth generation. All right. So you don't, you may not think that's true, but how about this? Let's look at our family histories of many, anything. Why do we have a, a divorce running rampant in family bloodlines? You can have infidelity, uh, dysfunctional relationships uh, that run through bloodlines. Sexual perversion is a curse that can run through a bloodline. Alcoholism, drug abuse, uh, sexual perversion, all types of things can come through bloodlines. Rejection, uh, rejection. Uh, it's just, it, the list can go on and on. But for the sins of the father, God visits the third and the fourth generation. So, your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren can suffer the punishment of the things that you do. I want you to be, I want to be very clear about this message because I'm dead serious because we see these, these generational curses in our bloodline and we're like, okay, I'm just going to pray. This just not going to be me. And you wonder why, well, dang, it's showing up in my child. Well, well didn't that break? Did you break the curse? Do you know how to break the curse? Is there something, even inanimate objects, certain objects that are a curse that are attached to your family? Something you're keeping that you keep passing down from one generation to another generation to another generation. And that same curse keeps following that thing that y'all keep passing down. See, that's okay. Everybody turn to Hosea chapter 4. We're going to get really, really real. Hosea chapter 4. Because curses are real. Curses are real. And what we do can impact our generation, our whole entire family bloodline. That's why he says what? He'll show mercy to thousands that love him, but he'll visit the iniquity to the third and the fourth generation of those that hate him and those who don't obey his commandments. Hosea chapter 4, verse number 1 says this, Hear the word of the Lord, you children of Israel. For the Lord has a controversy with the inhabitants of the land because there is no truth, no mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. I want you to listen to what he's telling you. He's saying this, by swearing, oh, he tells us not to swear. He tells us not to take these perverted oaths, these oaths that we've taken to organizations and secret societies and all these clubs and things like this. He says swearing, by swearing, it's in the list, by and lying and killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break out and blood touches blood. Therefore shall the land mourn. See, now there's a curse on the land for the, for the sin of the people. Now watch this. Uh, the land mourn. And everyone that dwells therein shall languish with the beast of the field and with the fowls of heaven. The beast of the fields, the fowls of heaven are pictures of demons. Okay? They're pictures of demons. 
fallen spirits, yea, the fishes of the sea also shall be taken away. Yet let no man strive, nor reprove another, for thy people are as they that strive with the priests. Therefore shall thou fall in the day, and the prophet also shall fall with thee in the night. I will destroy thy mother. My people are destroyed. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So for the lack of knowledge, you are destroyed. So to sit here and say that ignorance is bliss is a great lie and deception. It is antichrist to the core. Why? He says, for my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, because of lack of knowledge, because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, saying thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. That is the word of the Lord. It says at the beginning, hear the word of the Lord. God saying, because you rejected knowledge. I will also reject you. You should not be no priest to me. And I will forget your children. That's a devastating curse. A devastating consequence. And let me tell you why. Because when God brings. when See we have a loving and merciful God. And when he, he he's always going to send someone. An apostle, a prophet, somebody. To let you know what the truth is. Because he doesn't want his people to be deceived. He don't want you in false God worship. He don't want you swearing, lying, killing, stealing, committing adultery. He don't want you doing all that because he understands that that brings a curse upon you. It, how about, it gives Satan and his fallen spirits the legal right to attack you. But see, what God, when God brings the truth, when you reject the truth, he says, what? You'll be no priest to me. You can't represent me. You won't even receive the knowledge of me. You won't even receive the truth. And so let me go with a little bit of truth so you will understand. Many of us have inanimate objects in our houses that have been prayed over, that have been... Um, that people have prayed over them and we have brought them from foreign lands into our home. Do you understand that when they pray over those things, those things carry spirits? And when you buy them, you're consenting to the spirit attached to the thing? That's why Jesus said, that's why Jesus told the children of Israel, when you go into the land of Canaan, do not keep anything from the, the peoples of the land because it's an abomination to the Lord. See, you go to many of these foreign countries, and that includes the United States, especially because you can buy some stuff here that's been prayed over, and it will and it will give Satan and his fallen spirits the legal right to impact your life. I'm telling you, I know, I know, and let me tell you something. As a part of being purified, not just sanctified, but purified, God is showing you where, if you want to know, God will show you the accursed things that's in your home that you may have known, knowingly or unknowingly allowed in your home and consented to a spirit being resident in your home and allowing to impact not just your life, but also even your health. 
because we know when the enemy attacks, it's not just messing with your money and everything. No, there's a lot of other things they, these spirits are allowed to attack. They can attack your health. They can attack your job. They can attack your finances. They can attack a lot of things. And guess what? They will have the legal right because you consented to having them in your home by bringing in an accursed thing. Oh my. I know it's tough, y'all. I know it's tough because you, you want to believe that that's just some Old Testament fables. It can't be because Paul brought it back up to the church at Corinth. Everybody turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. See, there are things, there's objects in your home that can be accursed. You go to these foreign lands, bring their little statues back, bring your little pyramids back, bring your pharaoh heads back, bring the, the little masks back, and bring all these little things back. And these things have been prayed over by either witch doctors or, sh or shamans or all types of... See, what, what we have to understand, the most important thing to any culture, any culture, is its religion. And let me tell you something. The way they make their money is by selling you a piece of their faith, a piece of their belief. This is why you go over to many Asian countries. What are they selling in a lot of souvenir stores? The little Buddha statues. What are they selling in a lot of Indian stores, especially in India and other countries? A lot of the Hindu statues, Kali, those types of statues. And people buy them because they think it looks decorative. They buy the dragons and, and put them outside their home. The little Buddha statues. You go to some of the African nations, what the, the African mass and, you know, especially for black people with the back to Africa movement and this, that and the other. And we're putting all the African masks all over our home. And what we have failed to know is that we have brought spirits of those ancestral demons into our homes. And you call it going back to back to blackness. Please understand that the gospel was actually in Africa a lot longer, way before, way before it was ever in Europe. But guess what? So were the demon spirits. So were they. They were there. Everybody look at 2 Corinthians chapter 6. It says, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Check who you fellowshipping with. You can't say you, you're with God. It says, look, for what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness and what communion has light with darkness? So we got to consider the groups, organizations, secret societies, those types of things that do not give reverence to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You have fellowship with them. You support them. You give them your allegiance then you have become unequally yoked. That's what that means. You as a believer who want to practice yoga and say, oh, I'm just stretching. No, that's ancient Hindu religion. At its core, you can, listen to me, it's a biblical principle. You cannot take what's inherently anti-God, anti-Christ, and give it and turn it and say, I want to give it to God. God don't want that. There's nowhere in your Bible are you going to find a scripture that says, yeah, take the, the, the gold or the things from these, um, these nations who are committing abominations and give it to me. God does. Everywhere in the Bible, God says, destroy it all. Destroy it all. 
And what concord has Christ with Belial? And what part has he believeth with an infidel? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. In other words, you need to be careful of what you covet. Idolatry is a fine line. Listen to me. It's a fine line with idolatry. Because anything you put above God is idolatry. It's false God worship. Anything. Anything. And he says what? You, what agreement does the temple of God have with idols? No. God must be first in everything. And you need to check what you're idolizing. Many of us idolize these entertainers. You idolize the Jay-Z's, the Beyonce's, the Taylor Swift's. For many young kids, even in my generation, it was the Britney Spears, the Christina Aguilera's. Back in the day, I, I mean, earth, wind, and fire. Now, I know I done cursed to somebody, but go check the lyrics out and then you'll understand why. We idolize that. But the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall reap the fruit thereof. So when you say things, they'll have you singing their doctrine. And guess what? You are giving consent to false spirits operating in your life many of the the neo soul um singers sing of a five percent doctrine it's okay that's fine let me keep reading so so that you'll understand how serious this is it says this i will dwell in them as god has said i will dwell in them and walk in them and i will be their god and they shall be my people wherefore Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, says the Lord. And watch what he says. Ooh, watch what the Lord says. Touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. Let me read that one more time. Touch not the unclean thing. So there are things that we can touch that's considered unclean and if you go back to the old testament the old testament israel was strictly forbidden not to touch unclean things because it contaminated you and you had to go through a purification process to get cleansed from the unclean thing because the unclean thing carried unclean spirits lord have mercy that's why god see see paul picks this up Right here to the New Testament church. This ain't to Israel. This is to the church. He tells them not to touch the unclean thing. Paul was walking around turning people from the, the false god of Diana of the Ephesians. And guess what? The blacksmiths and all of them went to get them arrested and stop them. Why? Because they were making these figurines and that's how they were making money. And so then when Paul was turning people's hearts from Diana of the Ephesians, they rose up the people at the point who wanted to arrest them and stop them because they were affecting their money. The, oh my goodness. Ooh. They were affecting the money. So you can't touch unclean things. You got to know the origins of things before you bring it into your home. You got to know the origin of things before you buy it off of the internet. I can't tell you the number of things I've burned over the years because I realized, dang, thank you, Lord. I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know. See, that's why you have to desire. He says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask. 
What ignorance is not bliss. You, if you want to get free from the curses, if you want to get free from the generational curses, you got to know the protocol. You got to ask God. Don't sit there and believe it's just going to pass because it's not. You could, because these things have been have, have given Satan and his fallen spirits the legal right to attack you. I, I'm. Listen to me. It's not blissful. It is not blissful. David said this. David said this in Psalm 51. He says, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy love and kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blood out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquities and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is ever before me. Against thee and only thee have I sinned. Right? If you keep reading, he says, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, uphold me with thy free spirit. And he says, So that I may teach transgressors thy ways. I may teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners may be converted to you. In other words, Satan said, Look, the things that I've gone through, oh no, oh no, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that the Lord, I'm learning how the Lord restored me, but I'm going to teach transgressors the ways of God so that the sinners can be converted unto him. It's all right. Let me, let me warn each and every person about this because I heard a, 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 well, I'm not going to say that right now. I'm not going to say it right now. Let me warn each and every one of you of this. I know the season that we're in and I know everybody wants to do their variation of Halloween. Let me say this to you. You cannot take what is inherently evil at the core and then say, I'm going to change it and give it to God. We're going to do trunk or treat. Hallelujah fest. Stop y'all. You can't. God, if God don't want nothing from the inhabitants of the land, he told Israel, don't you take it Destroy it, destroy everything, destroy their altars, destroy all of that. He did not want them partaking of any of that. So you can't take Halloween and make it to be what you want it to be. Oh, it's just for the kids. It's just a, you need to go look up what trick-or-treating means. You need to go look up for yourself what? What the jack-o'-lantern means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go look that up for yourself if you really want to know. Because my people perish for lack of knowledge. We're up here celebrating, listen to me, we're celebrating the occult. We're celebrating, why do you think there's an All Saints Day on November 1st? But yet, we think it's just all fun and games. We think we can just celebrate Halloween and there's no consequence to it. God is sick and tired of that. And he's going to let you have, he's going to let you have what you want. And when you celebrate Halloween and you celebrate the occult, you are celebrating and giving the permission for Satan and his fallen spirits to come into your family, come into your house, come into your bloodline and wreak havoc. And guess what? God will not stop it. Let that sink in. God will not stop it because you gave them the legal right to do that. God will not stop it because it's, it's, it's the desires of your flesh. Now, we say we love our children. We say we want to bring them up in Christ. Well, you got to take a stand somewhere at some point. And my God, at least take a stand at Halloween. 
I, I don't open no doors for no, 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 no. We don't tolerate that. My kids know that. But y'all too scared. Y'all want to be relevant and popular with the world. And you're going to invite something into your house that you're not going to be able to get out. You're not going to understand why these things are happening. Now, I promise you this. If you go through a purification process where you're asking God to show you some of these accursed things and maybe even some of these things in your family bloodline, I can promise you then you're going to start seeing some things accelerate in your life godly-wise. Some God will accelerate some things in your life. He's going to let you know you're on the right track. I've seen this recently. Because I, I don't want nothing in my house. I don't want nothing in my bloodline to cross over to my kids. I share everything that I've gone through. Most everything. Yeah, pretty much most everything with, that I've gone through. Some very deep things with my children so they can understand. No, this I made this mistake. But this is how God got me through it. I pray with them. Pray over them. I let my children know why we don't do certain things. Y'all go y'all think a movie is just a movie? That's a lie. They are prop they are pumping the the ideology like never before. One of the worst ones was Barbie. And Jonathan Kahn did a wonderful a wonderful exposé of that of how the beginning of Barbie mimics the plan of the apes. But take but but go ahead. It's nothing but a movie. They are, they are sitting here pumping it straight into your face and you sit there and you entertain it, enter to detain, entertain it. And guess what happens? You wonder why then the creation roles, especially of women, women don't, they don't care about being no mothers. They don't care about any of their creation roles. They, they want to emasculate men. Right, whatever. Listen, curses are real. And your intent you can say, well, I was the, the reason I did it was because I wanted my kids to have fun. The reason I did it was because, well, God knows my heart. Guess what? The devil knows the intent too. And you gave him permission. And God said, God does this. Now you don't let him, he doesn't let he doesn't let the enemy just kill you, but he definitely lets you know that you have an accursed thing or you have done something that the enemy can attack you and he's visiting the sins of the forefathers to the third and the fourth generation. Why would Paul say that to the church? He said what? Touch not the unclean thing. Because they understand there's still a biblical principle of how Satan can gain access to us and impact our bloodlines impact our families this is a very serious message y'all stop you've got to stop if you don't god is just going to let you have what you always wanted and it, and a lot it, it's going to be too late it's going to be too late so while you have breath in your body please repent sanctify yourself set yourself apart Go, you gotta read the scriptures. It's in here, y'all. It's in here. He consistently says, don't touch an unclean thing. He sits there and tells you, don't take from the, the nations that are doing abominations unto the Lord. 
says, don't take it, don't have of it. We all know the story of Achan and how he took the unclean thing, brought it into the nation, and 36 men, godly men, 36 godly men that went to battle died because of the sin of one man, the sin of one person. So for the sin of one person can cost other people their lives. And the blood will be upon your head. So I, I, I really sincerely hope that you take this message to heart. This is a season of purification. We need to be able to walk freely in Christ. And the only way we can walk freely in Christ is we must allow God to show us where the enemy has a legal right to attack us and manipulate and uh, influence us, especially in our souls where you might need to go through deliverance, uh, blockage removal, and take those blocks away so that the enemy cannot influence you and manipulate you in the times of which you're trying to grow in. So may God bless you. I pray that you please take a stand for Christ. Be ye separate. Come out from among them, he says, and I will receive you if you touch not the unclean thing, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith, not Paul, saith the Lord God Almighty. May God bless you till we meet again on the Journey Through Sonship podcast.